This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You are listening to Season 2, Episode 58 of the Fly the W670 Podcast. Cubs trade deadline shocker. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook. You can also email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy Thursday and happy Cubs offensive explosion. Yeah, you're just sitting here. And 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 last time you and I talked, we didn't know what was going to happen with the trade deadline, if it was gonna they're gonna make any big splashes. And we were definitely nervous about the Reds, you know, hoping to split. And what has happened and transpired over the last few days has been a Cub fan's dream here. Absolutely. Dreams come true. Really great to see the offense doing what they're doing. And uh, a big part of that is the addition to the uh, Cubs lineup. Yeah, we're going to get there. But but we a familiar face has returned to the north side. Yes, a familiar face has returned to the north side. But, you know, Funny you bring that up, Crowley. We you would know the answer to this because you were lucky enough to be involved in the ring ceremonies after the Cubs got their World Series rings. You presented, remind everybody who you presented to. I presented to Miggy Montero. Miggy Montero, and what a what a playoff he had. Do you think that uh, the newest Cub, former Cub, newest Cub, did he get a ring? Heimer Candelario did get a ring, so he did okay. get a World Series ring. So um, a real a real ring, like the big dog ring. Uh, that would be my understanding, yeah, okay. is that every, everybody that was on that team was going to get it. So I don't think there's any difference between if anyone was on the 25-man roster or not. I'm not 100% positive okay. on that. But you but know he that did he, get he did some sort of a ring. Very, very, very cool. And he is very happy to be back. And if you're a fan of the Cubs or if you're a part of the Cubs, you are happy to have him. That's for sure. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, it was, you know, there, there was one little uh, bad hiccup that kind of happened here and that was in game one, Marcus Stroman versus Andrew Abbott. Uh, we were hoping for a strong start for Stroman, but we didn't get, he went three innings and gave up six runs on six hits with two K's and two walks. According to Jesse Rogers, that was Stroh's third consecutive game of allowing at least five run the longest streak in his career and Dustin over the last seven starts he's given up a total of 30 earned runs in 30 innings but as we would find out later and as I thought Stroman did go on the IL yes he did go on the IL so I guess the the good news is is that now we know you know what's going on you know why he was dealing with what he was dealing with hopefully he said it that it will only be one start took a cortisone shot in the hip um, we'll have to see what happens, but, uh, Tommy Hadovy kind of 
led on that there was something that they were dealing with. They were trying to get him right physically is what he said in between the starts that, so there was something physically wrong with him. He was overcompensating. Um, I wonder if it was him. I wonder if it was the Cubs pushing him to get to at least through the trade deadline until we took a day off because maybe they were going to trade him. Maybe they weren't. And maybe they felt, and we didn't get this question to Tommy Hadovy. Maybe they felt a 70% Strowman was better than a 100% Assad or a 100% Wesneski at this point. Right. And, 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 you know, Tommy Hadovy comes on Mullion Hall Wednesdays, right? And, yes. uh, when we kind of look at every this, other Wednesday, yep. every other Wednesday, when I was looking at it, I could see that something was wrong with the slider. And, and it, a lot of this now makes sense, but you mentioned Assad, And the good news is that Assad kept the Cubs in it by throwing 3.2 innings. He gave yes. no runs, one hit. He struck out four. He walked three, but that was good to see. And then Daniel Palencia pitched 1.1 innings, a shutout ball and Mark Leiter went one inning. So it kept the Cubs in it. And, you know, I was nervous about Andrew Abbott. He's been a, a rookie who's been having a really great year pitching well. But the Cubs were able to tag him for four runs on five hits, and he only went 3.1 innings. Uh, Dansby hit a home run in the second to make it 3-1, to one, and the Cubs scored three in the third to make it a 6-4 game with uh, Seiya and Happ hitting sack flies and Jan Gomes hitting an RBI single. And in the eighth inning, Jan Gomes hit a one-out double and Morel double to make it 6-5. to five. But Talkman struck out, Magical grounded out. The offense scored five runs on eight hits, but they left seven on base, went two for 11 with runners in scoring position. Never but- a good stat, Crowley. That stat is, you know, we're, we're, we're big wrispy guys. We are, we, we hit that stat, it seems like, each and every podcast. But you're not going to win very often when you go two for 11 with runners in scoring position. It doesn't help, but what, what impressed me was the fact that they were able to hit Abbott so well and they were continuing to fight all the way at the end. And I thought that that was going to pay good dividends in this game, too. Right, absolutely. I mean, this is a this is a try hard bunch. This is a never give up bunch. They could have easily turtled, walked away in this one, uh, especially because of the outing that their big dog, right, that uh, um, that he had. He did not he did not pitch. He did not step up like we had all hoped, Marcus Stroman. So they could have easily turtled, and they did not. Right, and 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 all of a sudden, you know, you got your your second best pitcher, supposedly Justin Steele going up against Ben Lively. And I went to the game on Tuesday, hoping to bring the Cubs some luck. I wanted to see the debut of Jaime Candelario, the return of Jaime Candelario. But Dustin, I had no idea I would be witnessing (laughs) history. 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 We sound like Hawk Harrelson. History. Yes, you did. I mean, we have franchise (laughs) history. We got Major League Baseball records going down. I mean, just all kinds of things happening over at Wrigley Field. The Cubs scored 20 runs on 20 hits with seven home runs that tied seven. the franchise seven home runs. Rever, record 1977. I was one years old when they were even that close, but I'm looking at this Dansby Swanson hit two. Bellinger, Talkman, Horner, wisdom. Am I all hit homers? I mean, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
literally you couldn't even like go anywhere, like to go to the bathroom or get a beer without hearing whoop. There it is over the loudspeakers right. every time you they miss something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was nonstop. Talkman was two for three with four RBIs, and uh, Horner was three for six. Bellinger three for six with three RBIs. Swanson was two for four with five RBIs. And in his first game back with the Cubs, Jaime Candelario was four for five. And boy, did I feel bad for bo- poor Ben Lively, who was forced to wear this, this one. Cubs oh, scored. Yeah. 13 runs off this kid. He became the first pitcher to allow 13 runs in a game versus the Cubs since St. Louis's Bill Sherdell did so on June 25th, 1918, Dustin. I'm always impressed with those records, Crowley. I mean, who keeps track of this stuff? 1918. I mean, it's crazy. That's Cubs historian Ed Hardig. He's the man. He's the man, that's for sure. Justin Steele had a pretty easy go of it because he got staked to a pretty nice lead later on in the game. Right. Well, he, he was up five, nothing after one inning. And so, you know, he was able to kind of just do Justin Steele things. He went six innings. He gave up five runs, four earned nine hits. He struck out six and only walked one, but he gave up a two run Homer to Tyler Stevenson. So, you know, it, it's one of those games where, I mean, I doubt that he's that, you know, pumped up as far as adrenaline and stuff like that, just because it's kind of like, you know, this game's just way over, you know what I mean? Right, and going into that game, they made an adjustment on a play that we talked quite a bit about, the error, right, the error at shortstop that uh, um, went, uh, they changed it to an error instead of a double. So Justin Steele going into that game had the lowest ERA in the National League, maybe all of baseball. Um, didn't come out of it that way, but very interesting that they made that, uh, they made that switch. I, w- well, I wonder if, if somebody, if they wanted to appeal it or something through MLB, I wonder what happens because that, yeah. that is kind of late. And it took quite a while, right? I mean, yeah. that was that was a, that was a long time. All right, so that wraps up game number two, an absolute offensive explosion. Just had to be a special, special night for you at Wrigley. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, and it was like I said, I was actually at the game, the postseason game against the Cardinals, where they hit six home runs. Okay, it's just it's something that you just never expect to see. It's just the ball, and it wasn't like the wind was howling at twenty miles an hour out or anything like that. I would, I didn't walk up and look at the flags and go, uh oh, pound the over or anything like that. Jesus, right. it was something else. Yeah. All right. Game number three, Drew Smiley gets his uh, assignment back as an actual starter instead of coming in in relief in the second or third inning. And he was taking on uh, Brandon Williamson. Yeah, the Cubs are going to win this one, but Drew Smiley just still didn't look impressive. He went 4.2 innings. He gave up five runs on six hits. Now he struck out seven, walked zero batters, which is good. But he also gave up three home runs in 4.2 innings, two of them to Joey Votto, the ghost of Joey Votto. But ghost of Joey Votto. I didn't think he hit home runs, Crowley. Oh, my God. It sure looked like it that night. But but we need Smiley to figure it out. But again, the bullpen only gave up one run in four innings. That bullpen is really starting to come together. And it, in, it also included the debut of Jose Quas, who is someone that they picked up in the trade deadline. And just the offense can, you know, gave Smiley that leash. Yeah, back and forth game, no doubt about it. Cubs uh, uh, taking care of it, fifth and sixth inning, and it was all Cubs after that. That was yeah. uh, that was a lot. That was a lot of fun. I did not. I, I had high hopes that they could win that game because the good the good vibes after uh, game number two that you were at. But I, I did not see sixteen runs coming. That's for sure. Do, do you ever sit there sometimes and you say to yourself, "Man, you know that's." Uh, you know, oh, save some for the next day, right? Oh, you know, all the time. I said that after game two. <laughs> and you're looking at it. They're down five to two in the fourth. They score one run in the fourth, two in the fifth, five in the sixth, four in the seventh, and two in the eighth. Hap hits two home runs. Morrell, Swanson, Suzuki each hit one. 
Uh, Morel was two for five with three RBIs. Hap two for four with two RBIs and the two homers. Suzuki two for five with two RBIs. And Candelario four for four. So in two games, this guy was what? He was eight for nine. Eight for nine, hitting over, what, 800? Um, so it didn't matter who they gave up. If he continues on that pace, they could have given up the entire farm system. It would have been well worth it. All 16 right. runs, Dustin, right. on 16 hits. And you, you have to take a look at it. The Cubs have scored 36 runs in the last two games, 20 on Tuesday, 16 on Wednesday. That's the most in a two-game span since 1897, right? So it's it's – it's just absolutely unbelievable. The first time the Cubs have scored at least 16 runs in back-to-back games since 1894. Again, hat tip to Ed Hardig. And as we record this on Thursday night, Jamison Tyone is going up against Luke Weaver, who is the worst of all the pitchers that we've seen so far in, in this four-game series with a massive 680 ERA. And the thing to keep in your mind tonight, Dustin, is that none of the Reds pitchers, their starters, have gotten out of the fourth inning. So that right. bullpen is taxed. It's so taxed. It's absolutely taxed. It's a great point by you, Crowley. Absolute great point. Um, well, see what happens. But the bottom line is the Cubs offense is no longer broke, and they're doing this against the first-place team in the division. Now, the division is crap. Nobody's going to argue that. But, you know, you can only beat and you can only face off against the team that's on your schedule that day. Um, we're going to talk later about the Atlanta Braves coming to town. But right now, they are putting their best foot forward against those Reds. Yeah, they're 12-3 they're and three in their last 15 games since July 18th. On July 20th, they were seven games out of a wild card spot and eight by five, 8.5 games back of the division lead. Dustin going in tonight, 2.5 out of a wild card and three games back from Cincinnati. I mean, the Cubs are just doing it, and Jed Hoyer decided to reward that faith in the trade deadline. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. We'll uh, obviously recap what happens on Thursday night with you guys later this week. But uh, good news is the Cubs offense is alive and well, and they were buyers and not sellers at the trade deadline.